Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Well, this morning you guys are in for a major treat. Pastor Rick is going to come up and he's going to talk all about what it means to praise the Lord, what it means to sing unto the Lord, to worship Him, what revival is all about, what happens when we sing, when we're united together. It's going to be an amazing service and you guys get to be a part of it. And now guys, I want you guys to welcome a special group of people to the stage, our worship choir. Yeah, and they're going to be leading you guys in worship along with us. And really, we're all just one big voice singing to the Lord. One heart, one spirit, united, singing to one God. Amen. So let's continue to worship. It's going to be a great morning. Uh, It's going to be a little different, like Pastor Rick said, but it's going to be amazing. One you're never going to forget. And at the very end, the encounter testimonies are going to be heard, and it's going to be life-changing. So you guys ready for a great morning? All right. Yeah, his praise goes on. Your praise goes on and on forever 
Good morning, WCF. Amen. And good morning, all you that are watching by live stream. We're just honored that you're connecting with us today from around the world. And we're going to have a great day here. As we're even speaking here right now, there's men from the Encounter Weekend that are being baptized in water right back here now. Just, uh, we had an absolutely phenomenal time. And deliverance has taken place. And you're going to hear some incredible testimonies in a few moments. But we want to do something a little bit different today in this whole service. Uh, at 10 after 12, the um, Encounter graduates, all those who went through the weekend, are going to be joining us. So we're looking forward to a great celebration with them in a few moments. But I just want to ask you a question this morning to all you that are here. And as Ken and I were walking down, there's the parking lot is like they're just flowing in right now. And we know that this is not normally the time that we share. How many can agree? But how many know that's okay too? They're just going to miss out. But it says in Ephesians 5, 17, it says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Have you ever wondered what the Lord wants you to do? Written to you and I, the new covenant, the new creation today. The uh, new King James says, therefore, do not be unwise or don't be unlearned. Don't be uninformed. Don't be unexperienced in what? What the will of the Lord is. So we're going to find out in just a moment what the will of the Lord is. How many want to be in the middle of the will of God? I don't think there's anybody who doesn't want to be in the will of God. So how many want to be in the will of God? Okay. Because how many know if you're in the will of God, how many know everything's going to flow? Has anybody ever been out of the will of God? Anybody ever said anything out of the will of God? How many felt uglies? Okay, you weren't ugly, but you felt that way, okay? But then it said in the Message Bible, don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the Master wants. Well, let's go to the next verse in uh, New Living and find out what it is that the Master wants for Rick and for you today. So don't all that listen. Then it says, everybody say, come on, don't be drunk with wine. How many know that's a good thing, not to be drunk with wine? And then one of the 1,209 becauses, because why? Because that will ruin your life. Anybody have alcoholism in your bloodline or in your family or in a relationship, in your marriage, and it caused a lot of problems? Just, just raise your hand. We're not going to ask you for your testimony here today. So there's the reality, and that's why it says don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. But then he says, instead, in other words, put this in place instead of the wine. What is that? Come on, be filled with the... Holy Spirit, what's the word filled means? It's crammed to the level of a hollow. Anybody ever go to the Chinese buffet or garden buffet? Come on. And anybody eat a little bit too much? And what does that mean? You stuffed yourself. All right? So God says, now I want you to be to that same place, but not with temporal, natural food. I want you to be stuffed to the overflow, okay? He said, instead, be filled with the Spirit. So uh, how many know that's what God's will is for your life? But have you ever wondered how you're going to do it? Well, look at the next verse. Go ahead. Singing, come on. Psalms and what else? And hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves. And then what else? Come on. 
making music to the Lord where at. So guess what? That is how you know you're in the will of God. You're singing, come on, psalms and hymns and your spiritual songs. You're singing them to the Lord. Come on. And then go ahead to the next verse. Come on. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now let me just ask another question. And don't raise your hand on this one. Anybody been whining all week? Complaining all week? Complaining about gas? Complaining about the liberals? Complaining about the conservatives? Complaining about your family? Complaining about your kids? Complaining about prices? Complaining about something? Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? Okay, are even complaining about what's happening in the U.S. More people, Canadians are involved over there than I think Americans are involved over there. But I say all that to say, listen carefully. A manifestation of you not being filled with the Spirit is murmuring and complaining. Because if you're filled with the Spirit, how many know in everything you're going to give thanks? If you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to be singing songs in spite of what everybody else is saying, in spite of what everything else is doing. You're going to be a little bit different than everyone else that's out there. Come on, church. We're going somewhere with this. Now, I've learned this here. The Bible says there's a command that goes all the way through the Old, goes all the way through the book of Psalms and Proverbs, goes all the way into the book of Isaiah and Zephaniah goes all the way through into the New Testament. We just read one here in the book of Ephesians. There's another one in Colossians. It says, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Well, how do we teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives? By what? Come on, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with them. Did you know there are 122 references in the Bible, the most of any command given in the entire Bible, old and new, about singing to the Lord. 122 times. There's only 66 books in the Bible. But he told us 122 times that we're to sing to God. Sing to the Lord about His and proclaim His glorious acts. Sing to the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises to His name. In a few moments, I'm going to tell you some of the benefits of that. Amen? So I want you to sing today before I even tell you all the benefits of it from the depths of your heart. Because when the Bible says, come into his presence with singing. Come on. It paves the pathway for God. And then gratitude is, is the expression of the singing from your heart to God. So Pastor Jake, go ahead and enter in. All right, we're going to sing to the Lord with everything that we have. This song's called 10,000 Reasons. And I know we have tons of reasons to give God praise. So I encourage you to lift up your voice, open up your heart, lift up your hands. We're going to worship the Lord right here, right now in this place. So close your eyes, open up your hearts. Just give God the praise He deserves. Because He deserves it all. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh 
it's time to sing your song again Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Bless the Lord, oh my soul Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. God is rich in love. You're rich in love and You're so. Bless 
Bless his holy name. Oh, Hallelujah. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all our iniquities. And who healeth all our diseases. Who redeemeth from destruction. Our lives. Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Well. Well, we read something earlier yeah, today. You know what? Let, let me just say this. <laughs> Every time Pastor Rick gets excited, I get nervous. Because I don't know what he's going to do. I have no idea what he's talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, well, most of us in this room do. Okay, what were you up to? I was going to say, I just admonished them a few moments ago that we are to speak together, come on, to Amen. one another. With songs. And. Songs. Hymns. And, uh, and spiritual songs. And spiritual songs. And then we're supposed to do something inside of here. Make melody in our hearts unto the Lord. So what's it mean to speak to ourselves in songs? Sometimes... When my mind drifts on a memory, I go back to my childhood. And? And I think of some of them songs. Go ahead. That would stir my heart and move my soul. I remember one in particular. We lived not too far from the church on third concession in Harold. And they would sing one of them songs of Zion that caught a hold of my spirit one day. And even though I wasn't a songster, they had these mighty songsters there singing. But something got a hold of me. And I felt like standing up in front of that whole church, even though I was four houses down, and telling all them great singers, move over. Let me in. Because my soul wants to sing. So tell me about that. Hallelujah. Let's go. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Rick, we on camera this time. Sir. That's a yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but that was so still so good. Yeah, it was. Well, it was in my childhood. Come on. Many years ago, with the spirit of the Savior, I was filled. In an old-fashioned meeting, praise God, I remember still that little wooden church Come on. on the hill. Listen, now there were no fine-dressed people, just plain folks everywhere with them plain old-fashioned ruffles, frocks, and frills. Well, they had no form or fashion, just plain old spirit feel. Come on. In that little wooden church on the hill, you could hear them people singing. Come on. About a half a mile away, then your heart began to get a sudden thrill. Well, those people would be shouting praise God I can hear them still in that little wooden church on the hill that's awesome yes that's what happened I to want me those, I want that on YouTube for the whole world ah, to hear. but Pastor Rick 
Sometimes you can't just, you just can't help it. That's right. Because songs have a way to trigger memories. Yes, sir. And it gets the healthy endorphins going inside of our bodies. It's called the happy, happy hormone. I don't know what an endorphin is. Well, there's is. some other depressing hormones, but this is a happy well, hormone. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad and I got it's, it. it's called endorphin. I'm glad I got them endorphins. And so you just sang. And a smile came to your face. Yes, right. And anyone familiar with that song, a smile came to their face. Yes, sir. And the ones that weren't familiar with it had a smile on their face. Wow. So that means they're happy. I'm glad. Come on. I know they weren't happy because I was here Thursday night <laughs> and I, they never knew I was going to do that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So what are we going to do now? We're going to practice about speaking to the church in Psalms. So okay. let's go. All, All right. right. Now I'm reading and you're hearing from psalms 98 verses 1 to 9 in the new living translation and it simply says sing a new song to the lord that's what i did just a few minutes ago come on for he had done wonderful deeds his right hand has won a mighty victory his holy arm has shown his saving power. The Lord has announced his victory and has revealed his righteousness to every nation. He has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Now here it is. So shout to the Lord all the earth come on break out in praise and sing for joy sing your praise your praise to the lord with the heart with the harp and melodious song with trumpets and the sound of the ram's horn make a joyful symphony before the lord the king let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Wow. Let the earth and all living things join, join in. in. Let the, the rivers clap their, their hands in glee. Let, Let the hills sing out, sing out their, song. their song of joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice. And the nation, nation with fairness. Let me read verse four one more time. So shout! Come on! To the Lord! Oh, shout to the Lord! All you earth! Come on! All the earth! Here it is. Break out! Okay. Pray! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Pastor Howie! And, and one song, they got it. Yeah, they, that wasn't rehearsed. That was it. Because they caught it. They caught it. See, they, it's, it's faith is not taught. Right. But it's caught. Yes. In the same respect, Psalms, we can't just read them. We got we, we got to act feel them. We got to feel. feel. You, so, know, you know what Scott said back there this morning when I come in? He said, you got to be able to feel it. That's right. And you're right, brother. If you can't feel it, then nobody else can. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, well, let's read this psalm in, in the Message Bible now. Okay. 
because it brings it in a little of the 21st century language that we have okay and it's a great the message bible so so i'm going to try to read it out of here okay so he said sing to god listen a brand new song he's made a world of wonders he rolled up his sleeves and set things right come on so apparently god has these these fancy shirts like he he likes these shirts okay just so he rolls up his sleeves and then it says god made history with salvation he showed the world what he could do he remembered to love us a bonus to his dear family israel into fatigable love now you need a dictionary to find out what that means but it right. but i think it's a good word then anyway okay and then he says over there the whole earth comes to attention look god's work of salvation shout your praises to god everybody let hang up now look what it said let loose and sing strike up the band so apparently apparently they were a little bit uptight because you can't let loose if you weren't holding back yes sir so maybe we can get these folks out here and the band to let loose a little bit and shout his praises. What do you think of that? Glory to God. But but before we let loose, because we got the encounter folks coming in a little later, we got a lot to do today. I believe there's something we need to let loose of, and that's the mindset of the old man because God's made us a new man. Yes, he has. And and we're going to talk a little bit about baptism okay that's fine with me there you go so you tell me a little bit about baptism you do such a good job on this oh pastor rick you, you make do such my a day. good job you do such a good job baptism i want to tell you something first of all it's not a suggestion that's right that's right it's Come not man. something that that's the right. church would like for you to do it is a command from god directly from god that's right that you should be baptized John was baptizing Jesus in the Jordan. Come on. And all of a sudden they heard a voice from heaven say, This is, is my beloved son, son. Yeah. in whom I'm well pleased. Wow. And then they saw the, the spirit descend, like a dove descending, descending upon him. In bodily appearance. In bodily appearance. Yeah. Because Jesus, he went down in the waters of baptism then he left us a command bill that we are to do what he did you see when he came from heaven jesus identified with us as people human beings that's right by his death yeah on the cross and his burial and his resurrection and all that he asked us is we would identify with him. That's then, right. By going down in the waters. So what happens when they go down in them waters? They, they, they're identifying with the very sacrifice right. of Jesus because he took our place there. It, it, that was a great exchange. Yeah. Our worst for his best. Our sins. For his salvation. <laughs> our, our good works. For our bads. There you go. So he did it for us. A great exchange oh, took place. Great exchange. So when you go in the waters, you, you, you go up first on the top of the tank, 
And so you're saying you're identifying. Yes, sir. So God's word says the heavens opened up and you heard a voice from heaven speaking, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, right? Yes, sir. So the identification. Right. And then what happened then next? They went under the water. That Darwin and Mary. Darwin and Mary, yeah. They, they'll, they'll take you down. Don't, don't look at his physical makeup. Think he can't bring you back up because he can't. <laughs> I've watched this man. He outworks me all week. <laughs> but they'll take you down in the river or the lake or the water. See, it's not, doesn't matter where you go in. That's right. It's the condition of your heart. It's not the depths of the river that drowns a man. It's the water. It's not where you are baptized. That's important. But it's the water. And it's how? It's and in it's his how. name. In so, his so name. They're, so they're under the water now. Yes, sir. And did they let them back up or they just keep holding them down there? Well, I'll have to ask you that privately. No, no. <laughs> no, they let them back up. Okay, and then what happens then? That, that's the... They just... You know what? That's just the beginning. They're raised. That's right. To newness of life. They're, they're, they're running this race now. Right. With the blessings of God upon them yeah. because they're doing it according to His word and will. Wow, wow. Amazing. And already we have people back there that have been there from the encounter weekend. We took them right after the last class that they had so they can come in and celebrate with us all in a few moments in here. But if you're here with us today with Pastor Howie and I in here, and you've not given your life to God, but you want to start a new beginning with God, or maybe you've given your life to Christ, but you've never submitted to the waters of baptism, then really this is your opportunity. And it's not really an option. It's a command. Jesus gave us a command, go into all the world and baptize. It said, he that believeth and is baptized. Shall be saved. And he that believeth not. Shall be damned. So and I these signs. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And Amen. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And they shall heal the sick. It's all part of the commission. Can I just say this? Yeah, you can. This is kind of off track. But you see, instead of casting out devils, we're casting out the sick. Instead of raising the dead, we're We're casting them out. Yeah. See, it says cast out devils. Yeah. Heal the sick right. and raise the dead. Yeah. We're not raising the dead, but they're raising the devil. And when the church gets on that one accord, like they were on the day of we'll Pentecost, see them. We'll see the miracles. We will see them. Yeah. And we, we cast out some devils this weekend. Oh, yes. We had, we had some good times this weekend. Yes. Oh, Lord, that felt so good. Anyway, but if you're here today, sir, ma'am, in the sound of Pastor Howie and my voice, and uh, God never called people with every head bowed and every eye closed. You will not see that in the Bible. But he said, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, drop where you're at, come and follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. He said, if you want to be my disciple, first deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow me. It all starts in the waters of baptism, sir, ma'am. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and you need to be down there, I just encourage you, come repent of your sins. Acknowledge to God that you're no better than me. I'm no better than you. But because of the cross, we're better than we used to be. We got a new start, a new beginning in life, a new covenant, a new commandment, a new forgiveness of sins, a new Lord, number one of our lives. And he changes you not from the outside, 
but he changes you from the inside out. And so if you're here, look at your neighbor and say, is he talking to you today? And if we are, simply take a step of faith. Come and see Darwin and Mary right now, and they'll be honored to get you in to the baptismal tank. And watch what God does inside of you, sir. Watch what God does inside of you, ma'am. And I'll tell you, it will railroad your life. You'll come to an intersection where your life will be radically changed for God and for heaven. Your life will be benefited because God never gives us something without it being a recipient of the higher good and the blessing that he has. Praise God. For those anybody else here? Any stubborn ones like Rick used to be? Amen. I know what it's like. It's like, man, who's he talking out there? That's what I used to say. And all of a sudden, I went down, and here I am 41 years later. Glory to God. So is there anybody else? You just know right now you need to be down here because God's pulling on your heart, and there's something of fear that's hitting you up here. Private lockers, private changeovers, private everything. So put all your excuses aside and just come and join these precious folks that are here now and watch what the Holy Ghost does in your life from the inside out. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You guys, Darwin, Mary, you guys go have the party of your life. Jake, lead us into another song, if you will, and I'm going to come right back up and share. Glory to God. Let's all enter in and sing from that diaphragm on the inside of you the praises of God. Glory to God. Isn't that what it's all about? Amen. Oh, we're going to keep singing. Oh, you are good. Oh, let's put our hands together. My heart will proclaim 
you are good in the sun or rain, in the sun or rain, my life, my life celebrates you are good, you are good with a cry of praise, with a cry of praise, my heart will You are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good, you are good. Sing it loud again. Oh, I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good. One more time, just you the voices good. sing it loud. Oh, I sing. You are good. One more time, okay? Here we go. I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good. I shout because you are good. You are good. You can't take Oh, thank you. So grateful for all you do. Thank you, Lord, for your song of hearts. Praise you, Lord, on our lips. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, God. You are praised. You're praised to be praised. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise to our God. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow. Singing. Why is it, you can be seated for just a moment, why is it that God puts such an emphasis on singing? Why is it that the scripture says in Psalm 100, a psalm for giving thanks, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Why is it God would say that? And then he says in Psalm 147, praise the Lord for it is good it's to your advantage it's to your benefit to sing praises to our God for it is pleasant and a song of praise is fitting it's a perfect fit for your life then in Ephesians addresses this issue and it says addressing speaking to one another in psalms and hymns spiritual songs singing and making melody in your hearts and James, the stepbrother, if you want a term it, of Jesus, one of the children through Mary and Joseph, as well as the brother Jude. And James goes and writes this, one of the most practical epistles in the entire New Testament. And he says, is anyone among you suffering? It says over there, let him pray. Is anyone among you cheerful? He said, let him sing praise. Isn't it amazing? Singing would bring deliverance even to the suffering. And then he says in Psalm 13, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with it. Has God been good? Has God been bountiful? Has God been merciful to anybody in this air house today? Well, he says the response is to sing. 
And then I, I love this one in the Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. And then in the believers, the, the epistles that we spent so much time in, I remember Dr. Hagen, when I was in school over at Raymond Bible Training said he said, try to spend 90% of your reading in the Gospels and the New Testament. And he said, read about 10% in the Old. And he says, why? Because of the new covenant that God has given us so you know it and you're so familiar with it. And in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, what am I to do? I pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. How many know he's speaking about joining in with your whole spirit, your whole soul, and then your body just becomes and releases these endorphins and things start to happen. I actually have a whole page over here of research done that even dementia patients that have long-term memory, they can bring memories up from many, many years ago, but their short-term memory is really decreased. But when they sing, it's amazingly the statistics say 27%. It increases increases their short-term memory even from singing out there and then Zephaniah this is God himself and sometimes we don't like it loud sometimes we just like it to be comfortable or we like it to be soft but listen with Zephaniah the prophet that the New Testament 2 Peter 1 19 says take heed to the words of the prophets listen to what he said over here he said the Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save he will rejoice over you with gladness he will quiet you by his love and he will exalt over you with loud singing think about that God exalts over you with loud singing my gosh and then Psalm 105 says sing to him sing praises to him tell of his wonderful works acts when the uh, apostles they were in prison they paul and silas they were put in and it was a dark hour for the two of those guys they just got beat they put him in chains they just were thrown into the inner dungeon of the prison and it says around midnight paul and silas were praising and they were singing hymns songs to god and the prisoners were listening to them and after they did that isn't it amazing the songs that they sang, I don't know what they were, but God came and delivered them. And not just Paul and Silas, but all the chains fell off all the prisoners. Come on. And amazingly, the book of Philippians was started from the Philippian jailer who was all started from the church at Philippi. And it was a jailhouse rock. Come on. And then Psalm 33 says, sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the, on the instruments. And it says, sing with shouts. And Hebrews says, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise. And Romans says, in, in order in the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it's written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and I will sing to your name. I want to just ask a question. Why does God put such emphasis of all the teaching that we can have in the scriptures? Of all the things that we've done, I've got books on, on, on Thanksgiving that I've actually written. i got another one I'm ready to release. i got so much understanding of this here. But isn't it amazing? It speaks of when the trumpeters and the singers, that's you and I. Come on now. It said there was 120 trumpeters and the singers. 
It's used two times in the Word of God, and it says that they were all in one accord. And what happened? They began to sing, and they began to blow the trumpets, and it says, and the presence of God came in to the house of God, the temple. And it said, the glory of God filled the place. The priest didn't even minister. Amen. Have you ever wondered why God put such a strong emphasis on this here subject? Why God tells you to sing? Why God tells you to make a song? Why God says for you that it is good? Why that God says he exalts over you with loud singing? Why does God put such an emphasis on this? Because in summary, in summary, it teaches us that group singing has been scientifically proving to lower your stress, to relieve anxiety, and to elevate healthy endorphins in your entire body. Come on now. And when you sing with musical vibrations, they move through you that actually is proven now altering the physical and emotional landscape of your life. The group singing for those who have done it is the most exhilarating and most transformative of all. And it takes something incredibly intimate, a sound that begins inside of you, shared it with a room full of people, and it comes back as something even more thrilling, and it's called harmony. Come on, church. I've learned in the natural, in the natural, there are direct benefits to singing. And I've researched this. I got files up here of notes on why to sing and research, the most recent research that they're now finding out 2,600 years later than David. They're finding out now why he put such an emphasis on this in Psalms and why Isaiah wrote about singing and why Zephaniah wrote about singing and why Moses wrote about singing. Even 4,000 years ago, these were all written, okay? And so this is what they have came up with. And I'm going to share. I want everybody to stand because you're going to get blessed. Amen? Everybody, look at you. It says, singing exercises your lungs and it tones up your intercostal muscles and your diaphragm. Okay? It stimulates the thyroid gland, which helps to balance your metabolism. So if your metabolism is a little bit low, it's going to bring it up a little bit higher. If your metabolism is too high, it's going to lower. It's going to bring it into a proper balance. And I don't know about you, but for a 64-year-old guy, I, I need my metabolism up a little bit higher. Okay. And then listen to this here. Singing also improves the muscle tones of your rib cage. And in, in your back and abdominal belly and lower because these muscles are involved in controlling the outflow of air that stabilizes the larynx as you sing. So in other words, you're getting a physical workout. Wait till you hear this one. It stimulates, okay? It, it, it also, um, it, it says singing also encourages you to strive to improve your health by enhancing your awareness of your body. In other words, you become more in contact with your body, with your emotions, with your feelings. And perhaps the greatest physical benefit from singing is that singing gives you a molecular massage. Okay, now I don't, I don't know about you, but when I go to Ross, okay, Ross Fazell over, he's my, my, my massage therapist. And when that guy works on my neck and my shoulders, and sometimes my shoulders feel like they're over my ears, and he works on them, I come out there and I can tell you, I feel really good. 
I feel so relaxed. I put my head on that thing and he just goes to work. And, and, and next thing I know, all the muscles, everything is all relaxing. I feel, a, come on church. So listen to this here. Singing, it shakes, it vibrates, and it resonates your very core, promoting detoxification as a subatomic level. And hang on, it actually gives you a molecular massage inside. Because there's vibrations that are going through your entire system, just like a massage therapist is working on you. Okay, hang on, hang on. It, it, it says it exercises our lungs, okay, our diaphragm. Hang on. It helps you to sleep better. Okay, hang on. We benefit our hearts in circulation by improving our aerobic capacity as we decrease muscle tension from singing. In other words, you know, I, you hear this all the time, especially me. I hear, lighten up a little bit. I'm very intense. And so Catherine would say, just lighten up a little bit. You know, you're too intense. Lighten up a little bit. Well, how many know when you sing, you're actually lighting up a little bit? And the load that you're carrying, you're actually releasing it. Come on. Hang on. Your facial muscles get toned, okay? Which actually means they're actually toned now, and you actually look younger. Wow. Wow. You don't have to take all those other things that they give you in the Botox and the other Rotox. Okay, because you're actually toned up and you look good. Can you say amen? And then hang on. You become more mentally alert so that you can communicate and be more present in the world by singing. And then hang on. Your sinuses and respiratory tubes are opened up more. In other words, listen to all this. Blowing your nose on. All of a sudden, it just starts all coming out. Okay. Just like a lot of times when Ross is working on me, I mean, my sinuses, they just get worked up and I got to blow my nose. Okay. So listen, boogie free, man. Let's go, man. Just boogie down. Okay. And, and so you just get free. I know that's great, but I can share that. Okay. But anyway, and the, there's a release of pain. Listen very carefully. Relieving endorphinates. Okay. It's not a Tylenol PM. It's pain-relieving endorphins. It's called the happy hormone in your body. And it's in your body, but how many know just like a pill, it could be in your body until it releases and breaks out of the capsule, it doesn't work. Well, in the same respect, the endorphins are already put inside you by God, and it's called the happy one. And so when you sing, you become happier. How many, when Howie was singing, got happy? Come on, just, just say, okay, what happened? That endorphin is starting to be released. And a couple more. Our immune system gets a boost to fight diseases. It can help reduce, listen, anger, outburst, short tempers, depression, and anxiety, all from singing. And then listen, this is the answer, guys. The use of music can help people to regain balance if affected by illness, such as even Parkinson's disease. And one study that I have all the research, it actually helps you be healed of snoring. You will go into a deeper sleep, but something opens up from the sinuses in the other areas, and that you go less snoring. And they got, they got statistical proof of this now, that it relieves and diminishes snoring in your life. I mean, every one of us that, I mean, I got sore ribs. 
from Kathy elbowing me from snoring. I was in such a deep sleep. Okay, and, and you get up in the morning, you're like, why am I in such pain over here? Okay, well, well, how many know if we sing and it comes from inside of here, we're releasing those panic, those, those intercostal muscles, come on now, and the tension and the anxiety. We're literally releasing the cares to God and our hands are up because we're surrendering to his lordship. And then something happens, man. God says, it's good, man. Something begins to happen inside of us today. Can y'all agree? So listen, listen, let's go to this next song right now. And I, I want you to pull it out of the inside of yourself. And listen, listen, pull it out. And then right afterwards, Matthew and Nader are going to just do some of the preliminaries. Okay, that got to go on. Amen. And then right after that, we're going to have our youth band up here. And they're going to come into a song we're going to go in. But I'm going to just share two other benefits. So I got 13 minutes to get all this in. So let's just join in right now because there's no stress. Amen. Let's go. Come on, we're going to join our voices and sing. How great is our God. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder, consider all thy works thy hands hath made, and I see the stars, and I hear the roar. Thank you. 
than your pain. He's greater than the insecurity. He's greater and he lives inside of you today. He's a great God and greatly to be praised. And everybody agreed, said, amen. You may be seated. Well, you are. Okay. Glory to God. I promise you that I would tell you the rest of the benefits, youth band, get ready to go on. So we shared some of the physical benefits that are going to come forth that we all can be recipients of. And, and here's the emotional ones. It, increased, and it increases your confidence. In other words, singing actually will go at the very root of insecurity inside of your life. It increases your feelings of well-being. It enhances your mood. Anybody ever have a bad mood? Don't raise your hand, okay? But, but you've had a bad hair day, whatever that might have been, okay? It will put you actually into a better mood. It's useful as a stress reducer. It is uplifting spiritually, and it increases positive emotions and positive feelings to be released inside your life. It encourages creativity. That's why singers and musicians are some of the most creative individuals around. Because when they sing, it's actually creating into the realm of the spirit the God-given gifting of creativity and then clarity of thought. That's why they can get spiritual songs. That's why they can get creative and see things differently than we do. Amen? And our biggest job is to guard that we don't quench creativity. And then there's, it, it can be energizing, Again, it can promote bonding. In other words, unity comes together when people sing. Because again, it's the healthy endorphins of acceptance and love and the forgiveness of God one towards another. And then, and then, then it increases understanding and even empathy between cultures. So, so people, no matter what the background comes from, no matter where they come from, they can all enter in when it sings because it releases empathy and it brings healing. Not just emotional healing, but physical healing even from singing and then then in social aspects of it it enables you to meet more people it's a forum for sharing it brings people together it brings the sense of community it offers opportunity for giving and receiving positive feedback and it's a forum for fun and laughter and it brings ongoing support to your life how many can see these are all really good things now, WCF, I want to just close with this here in my last back before the youth band because they're going to kick it out and the people are going to come up all at the same time. I want to encourage you at the end of the service to stick around because we're going to have the young people come down and lay hands on you. If you've been a little bit dry, you've been a little bit barren, there's things not happening inside of your life. You just feel a little bit isolated. You feel a little bit alone. They're going to come down. They're going to pray with you. It was just amazing what we had happen at the first service that was here. And we want to continue that after the testimonies in the second one today. But my closing remarks, I want to read from a book, and it's called over here, The World of Flame. And it tracks one of the greatest revivals that ever hit history. Many speak of the Azusa revival with William Seymour over in Los Angeles. But Evans got the touch over there at the Welsh revival, came back and brought it. And then Brother Seymour, who wasn't even allowed to go in because he was of a different color, was actually put on the outside. But how many know God didn't put him on the outside? Man put him on the outside. And God visited at Seymour that when he came on the inside, the presence of God on him spread. And it's what 
we commonly know today as the Azusa Street Revival, which tells me that God is no respecter of persons. God cares about every man. He cares about every ethnos group. He cares about every nationality. He cares about our young people and our old people. But I want to just say, this is the track where we are coming as a church going on right now. And with the, uh, the Ignite fire that's coming from Kansas City, coming to Windsor, Ontario, we have record numbers of people coming in that have already registered for the conference. They're coming in from all over the nations, and it's all right here for you and I, too, at WCF. Amen. Lakeshore, St. Andrews is joining us. Parkwood is joining us. Garth, they're coming from all over the city. I believe there's 17 churches in the community that want to birth the spirit of prayer. And this is where I believe prophetically we are at. The Welsh Revival was initiated and carried on by a devotion to prayer and an intercession that also spread throughout the worldwide Christian community. And much of the, uh, that continues in some of the great prayer movements of today could likely trace their origins to the roots from the Welsh Revival. The prayer and praise mingled together as the most meetings of James E. Stewart wrote. It was praying that rent the heavens and praying that received direct answers there and then. And the spirit of intercession was so mightily poured out that the whole congregation would take part simultaneous. Now listen, listen, for hours. Simultaneous. How many know that's revival? The congregation, that's the saints, because revival is not for the lost first, it's for the believers first. And then it said, listen, strangers were startled to hear that the young and unlettered prayer with such unction and intelligence as they were swept up to the throne of grace by the Spirit of God and worship and adoration was an abundant. Praise began to mingle with the petitions and answered prayer was demonstrated before their very eyes. Often when unsaved loved ones were the focus of their intercession, they would be compelled to come to the very meeting and be saved. In other words, they're praying in the church and the loved ones came out from where they were at in their homes, their bit, wherever they were at, and they would come in and get saved. This further fed the fires of both the worship and the intercession with the believers understood that God really did hear their prayers. Prayer quickly rose up to the highest priority in their lives. And as they prayed with more faith, they began uh, to see quick answers to their prayers. When they became increasingly specific to their requests, the answers became even more spectacular. They would pray for specific friends, family members at one meeting, and the person would be at the altar seeking salvation at the next. This would also flame the fires of intercession and unquestionably fame the flames of revival. Prayer meetings that had been drudgery before became the main attraction even for the entire cities and meetings swelled until overflowing both the people with the anointing. Meetings that were expected to be regular services quickly became prayer meetings and as it became the first nature of everyone to pray. Groups walked to work would start praying and as soon as they did they'd be joined by swelling crowds who were drawn by the anointing. Spontaneous prayer meetings started in shops, homes and there were even cases when factories shut down so the workers could pray. At the peak of the revival the whole population of towns were gathered to march around their neighborhoods and claim them for Christ and at least several occasions the population of a town would march to neighboring towns to pray for it and the revival would inevitably be ignited there also. The main focus of the prayer of this revival was always for the lost. There can be no revival without soul winning and in saving lost souls the Welsh revival was considered one of the most intense and effective revivals of all time. 
This revival was not a program for using a few preachers or a campaign to get church members testifying to the saving grace of the Lord. There was no class given on how to reach the lost. It just seemed like every Christian in Wales erupted simultaneous with a burning agony for the lost. It says over there, even more than the preachers, it was the witness of the common believers which led multiplied thousands to the saving faith in Jesus. The meetings carried on till two and three o'clock in the morning. And many times it did not end until the people sometimes, including the entire population or city and town, had marched to the streets singing the praises of the Lamb. It was simply impossible for an unbeliever to escape the overpowering witness or not to be drawn in to the sheer love and the zeal of the people. And the knowledge of the Lord simply washed over Wales just as the waters over the seas. And as Jesus was lifted up, all men came in. Can you say amen? Let's all stand together as the Encounter Weekend folks come in and our youth band is gonna lead us in a song, but you just get all those muscles stimulated. You just sing this from the very depths of your heart. Let's go in. Go ahead, Lauren, and the team come in. Go ahead, girl, go right in. Good morning, everyone. You guys ready to praise? And I'm here to sing, and I'll sing with purpose All the praise 